Welcome to the podcast in the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. Welcome back to In the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. Football season's upon us. We thought we'd do something a little fun today. Pick the right coach. We, we, uh, I think it, we should follow the season about uh, what, what we're seeing. And, and I think it's probably a perfect time, Mikey, to, uh, to, yeah, to explain to people what a, what a broker is, what a salesperson is, and throw out a few boring terms. And, you know, we've... We've been to this point really lucky to get some good guests in here. Yep. Have some really good content. We get we just get excellent reviews from everybody we talk to about this. But I think let's let's do uh, let's throw it into the football season and 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 uh, pick the right coach. Right. And, and and I think you know we should invite the uh, Husker staff in here. Maybe they could help us pick the right coach because they've done a marvelous job. Well, they're walking down O Street right now. They might be coming in. Yeah. They look hungry and tired. <laughs> they just they are trying to figure out what's going on. But I think we could, I could uh, we we could throw some stuff together that kind of helps out on on what you should look for and and what you are to us brokers and in sales and, and and what that means. Right. I think yeah, that's a great great topic because I think sometimes people are like, what do you what do you do? What's a broker? And a um, couple things come to mind. You know, let's pick on our office. We have a managing broker. Whom is Drew Stang. Yeah. So he pretty much, we're all of his children, and he's the father. And, so, and, yep, and we call him daddy. He's daddy, <laughs> Warbucks. But in all in all truthness, I have an immense amount of respect for Drew. I've known him forever. But those are that's a big uh, big boot to walk in because you're basically vouching for everybody under you, in one sense or another. Drew is one of the top five best humans I've ever met. Yep. Uh, he is he is so calm. He is very well spoken. Liam Neeson calm. Liam Neeson calm. That is a good good example. And and it, to add to the humor, the, the building could be on fire. Yep. And Drew would say, Well, we should probably get some buckets of water. We should probably go. We should probably go. And and he would walk out calmly, he'd be the last one to go. He he is number one, one of the best leaders. Um Oh, yeah. I've seen just in any industry. 100%. Learned a lot from him. Every office every office has a managing broker. And that, that managing broker is in charge of, is is oversees all, everybody within the office. And and that managing broker is responsible. So if, if, if a salesperson, if, if, if a, during a sales transaction, something happens and there's a complaint filed with the, with the commission... Most times, actually, most all the times, the broker is is, is just as responsible. Right, they are the one overseeing. And that might even fall even down to property management with their licenses too. So that's he's got to have a lot of faith in us too. He does. Which I hope he does. Yeah. I don't know. He, he does very well. And now you're you're an associate broker. Yeah. So I so so. There's two different licenses in the state of Nebraska. You have a salesperson license and you have a broker's license. And the salesperson license, you go take a couple classes and you sit on the test and you get your salesperson's tag, but you can't be a salesperson until you're underneath a managing broker. That's right. You are, you, any salesperson can go on to get their broker's license, um, which you either take a few classes or you put a few years underneath you. And then you take the test again, which is a little bit different of a test in the fact that you have to do some. Uh, there's some questions on trust and, and uh, not trust as in, do you trust me? I, I trust you. Uh, more uh, trust questions on, on bookkeeping and, and where's the money going? 
and and you have to understand that a little bit better. But um, if you are a if you have a broker's license and you're not the managing broker, you would be labeled uh, an associate broker. That's right. So it it, it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, it just means you've you've probably taken an extra test. Yeah, that's fair to say. So all offices run in that fashion: managing broker down to associate brokers, uh, and then a salesperson after that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how some some brokers uh, oversee hundreds of salespersons. Which I you not working into that situation. No, ever. And I guess one thing you know, just to pick on too, is I'm I'm a salesperson, right? I don't have my broker's license, but in the same respect, I try to lend a hand to all the the different salespeople here. So, you know, kind of Drew's general in one aspect or another, I try to be, you know, fielding questions, concerns, inner office stuff, external office stuff. I'm having a problem with this person. So I try to try to settle the flame out before it gets too big. Yes. And every office needs that. Yeah. Every office needs that because the broker, even Drew in our office, he's, he's, uh, he's the managing broker, but he's also CEO and so he's running a, this huge umbrella. Yeah. He's almost got two umbrellas. He hasn't slept in 20 years. He's got two umbrellas. It's a, it's a, it's a hurricane-style winds. And yep. he, he keeps those two umbrellas in place. His pants just came off. They, they came off, but he doesn't care because he's holding the umbrella. He doesn't care. It's a warm wind. Yeah, yeah, I am here with the umbrella. That's it. So, you know, with that, with that, it's, it's probably a good time to understand um, relationships. And, you know, all agents have a fiduciary responsibility mm-hmm. to their clients. And this question comes up a lot. And, 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 and Mike, you've, you've been here longer than I have, but a, a lot of newer agents don't understand the term fiduciary. Right. And, and that means that you just own, you, you owe your your responsibility to your clients. And, and, and a good example would be an attorney. Yep. An attorney has, has got to keep their responsibility to their client. If the client says something, I mean, it's, it's between them and, and you have that responsibility. Yep. Confidential things. You're basically, you're tied to that one person unless they say otherwise on things you can share. 100% correct. Now, now there's two different roles. Um, there, there's a client, there's clients and there's customers. And, a client would be uh, somebody that you own your fiduciary responsibility to, and a customer is somebody that you just is is any any Ojo out on the street. Tom, Dick, or Harry. Yeah, any Tom, Dick, or Harry, or it could be Tom, Dick, and Harry. And three pack. It could be a three pack, and, and that you still owe your responsibility to. Yep. And and so typically in all relationships, if if if, if Mikey and I are representing the buyer on a property, our client is the buyer. And our customer might be the seller, but at any rate, our, our responsibility goes. Yep, first and foremost. Now there is a there is a money water um, in this conversation, and it's what's called dual agency. Dual agency is where you represent both the buyer and the seller. And and I explain this to to the agents in the office that. Imagine, Mikey, you're getting a divorce, mm-hmm. and and uh, your your attorney is also representing your ex, your soon to be ex wife. That doesn't feel good. That way, and, and I don't know how it comes. And that is what dual agency is. Mm-hmm. We are required as as agents, salespeople, brokers to disclose that relationship that we are doing dual agency and and. We don't do, we run across, because we are the largest local firm, 
and and we we do we do we run into situations like this, and, and we always disclose it right out of the gate. Right, we think it's only fair to say, hey, we're representing the client. It could be a high rise building, and and you represent the client on the building, and you're doing a lease job, and and a tenant comes and looks at it. We 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 typically won't represent that tenant, but. May have represented that tenant on another project, a site selection in your building comes right. to play, and then that's where dual agency needs to be disclosed because you would want to know right. if your attorney's represented for sure. Your ex wife. And I think as long as it's disclosed, it's usually fine. And sometimes it might be a, a thing where if it's a large enough transaction, I guess the, the size doesn't really matter that much. But if the other the other party wants representation, then that's fine. But as long as we disclose it by license law. Then we're covered. Yes, and yeah. whatever they choose is what they choose. That is one hundred percent. And 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 to muddy the water even more on dual agency, it kind of makes it difficult on what you can disclose because you're representing both sides. So in theory, you can't disclose everything. So it it's a little bit difficult. And I, and I think it's fair. You should know if you're walking into a dual agency relationship, just to know what you can say, what you can't say, what's going to be disclosed, and what's not. Yeah. Now, the, the, uh, the other part of this is there, there's what's called an agency disclosure, and you're going to see this on the residential side more than you do the commercial side. An agency disclosure just tells your client or your customer that either you are my client or you are my customer. The reason we don't run into that on the commercial side is because most, uh, most uh, 99% of the time, I would say, we're dealing with uh, LLCs. Right. We're dealing with corporations. We're dealing with company names if not individuals. That's right. So we, it, it, on the individual side, we, you know, if you're, if you're buying a house, you're buying it with your wife, most 99% of the time off on the residential side, you're going to have to have that signed just to say, here's who I'm Yeah, Keep your ducks in a row. Yeah. And, and so on the commercial side, we see that sometimes, um, but, but most, most times it's a, it's a company. So, so, Mikey, what do you, if, if you're out there, you're looking for an agent, and mm-hmm. you're a buyer, and you're looking to buy a building, you're looking, you own a company, and you're looking to buy a building, what, what are you looking for? What are you going to look for? I'm going to look in the mirror, Mark. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I, w- I would definitely look in the I'm mirror. I'm just kidding. So if I'm, if I'm picking an agent, I want one with some experience of the local market. You know, what's going on? What are things trading for? What's what are the pockets of town that I've identified, and what's what's going on around there? Yeah, I think a, an important piece of selecting a broker salesperson is also the team behind them. So I think a lot of times, and you probably share this too with people, is you know, let's say we're getting a listing, and someone says, "Well, what makes you different than somebody else?" And I always say, well, you, you, you select one of us, you basically get all of us working on this as a team. You know, maybe not as strategic and pinpoint as your point person, but the rest of the team is keeping that listing in mind, too, when, when things come up in nature. You know, knowledge of the laws and procedures. I mean, that's that's a big thing. You know, ethics. You know, how are you treating other customers, other other salespeople in the, in the field? You know, th- those things have to... You know, you got to play well in the sandbox with the other people. I agree, and I think if you if you broke it down by um, if you're selling a building versus buying a building, let's use that as an example. I think if you're selling a building, you're looking at exposure, right? 
what agent has access to the most uh, MLS systems, we'll say, to, to get that to get that building out there? Mm-hmm. Are they going to? Are they just going to put it on the the single MLS and wait for people to call? That's bobber fishing. No, that is not as bobber fishing. Or are they going to put it on on different designation sites? Do they have access to, to sites and, and locations that others don't? Right. Um, when's it going to come up in conversation? Is it going to come up in conversation once a week, or is it going to come up in conversation once a day? Yeah. You know. And so exposure on the selling side. Now, and to, and to segue and to, and to add on to your statement, I think if you're on the buyer side. I think you're 100 percent correct. You want to, you want somebody that knows the market mm-hmm. and the procedure. That the market just what's hot right now, what's not. What should should I wait six months? What do you see in Mister Agent that, right. that I don't know? And 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 procedures. You know what's an LOI? What's what what is all this stuff? And, right. And what's this? What am I signing? What's this mean? What's a due diligence period? Right. You know, someone that's willing to educate you through the process and not just assume that you know know everything. And even piggybacking off that, maybe it's an agent that knows the market well enough and knows the, you know, the players and the clients well enough that he might know of something that's not on market and he could do a value add and say, look, I know this piece is coming on maybe in the next couple months. That's huge because, you know, a lot of people can surf the net and see what's on the market. Um, And knowing that, you know, kind of pocket listing behind the scenes of here's what's coming on is huge. Yes. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. So I, I think your, your original statement was team, and, and I think that is 100% correct. What, what um, is, is there two people in their office? Is there 10 people in their office? Are they walking down the hallways yelling things that, that brings attention to everybody? Because i got to tell you, Mike, it, most of the projects, a large amount of projects that we put together, are just internal that we present to the group and yeah. we talk about on a daily basis. It's romper room down this hallway. It is. It, it's fun. More days than others. And then, uh, yes, it is, it is, it is nonstop. And that's how things come together because, uh, we present things that have gone dormant. Yep. And, and that's part of our every Monday morning, uh, routine of what, what do you need help on? Um, what do you need showings with and, and what can we help you put together? For sure. Yeah. It's, it's a great team mentality. So about how we get paid. I think we, I think, uh, let's talk about what a commission is. Now I do all my work for free, but I know you like to get paid <laughs> but once a week. You know, I like to eat. I don't want to eat mac and cheese every day. And, uh, but it, sometimes it's that way, you know, commissions are commissions are a tough conversation for some, and, you know, fortunately enough, Mikey and I, we believe that it needs to be disclosed right out of the gate. And, and we do not have concerns about having discussions on commissions. Right. Because, you know, we, we, we're working for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I think we agree on this. We, we earn our commission. Well, that's how we make a living. That is how we make a living. And, and, um, and so typically uh, it's customary for the seller, the seller or forward slash landlord to pay the commission. Because you're bringing the value. Bringing the value now. Some people will say, "Well, as the buyer, I'm still kind of paying for it because I'm paying for it in the in the purchase price." That, that's that's fine, but at the end of the day, go to a closing. It's a line. Most of the time, it's a line item. So right, and and you know, I think the commission percentage is is probably the big question. And on the commercial side, and residential is a little bit different, but on the commercial side. We have a brokerage fee schedule, and that's you know 
it depends on the value of, of the property that we'll say that we're selling. Up to a half a million dollars is a certain percent, and up to one million dollars is another percent. And anything over a million dollars, we'll say, per the brokerage fee schedule that we use, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit less. Right. So I, I think it, it it depends on the value. That would be a good question. Um, the one question we get most of the time, if you've been residential, you'll call and, and, and if you start dealing with the, on the leasing side, you'll say, well, where's the, how do I get paid on a lease? Yeah. It's, it's gross lease value. Yep. If you, if you bring the tenant on a, on a property and it's, it's a five year deal and, and gross rents collected are a million dollars over that five year term, the landlord's going to pay a certain percentage of the commission based off that $1 million dollars. There's a lot of line items and discussion and, and ways to muddy this water, but um, most of the time it's gross lease value and it's a certain percent. Right. And it's typically paid, you know, within 30 days of full execution. You know, sometimes if it's a deal where there's an execution of the lease and then there might be a build out period and then there might be a commencement of lease where that might be four months down the road. I would say on occasion, which is not always, I'd say maybe 10% of the time, there'll be a, maybe half on execution and then half the commission on occupancy or something like that. And we're, we're fine with that. But I'd say the norm would be, you know, you've delivered the, the value and the transaction's complete, and then we invoice and it's paid out within 30 days or less, typically. That is, that is true. And, and, and it's... Um I, I know a lot of I know a lot of agents that that start counting their ducks and uh, before they get them in a row and, and, and our office is really good about we understand we're not working for free but we usually don't count commissions until they're collected yeah and and that's our visual internally and that's I, I think that's to everybody's and I think um, I think one thing to say to wrap this up Mark is and I think you've probably gave this insight to newer agents as they come in, but someone will say, what's, what's your secret to, you know, making money in this business? And I think it's for me, and I think for you too, it's as simple as treating your customers, right. Your clients, right. If you're busy, you know, you're going to make money. And there's, there's pockets of time where you're like, I am grinding, I am grinding and my well is getting dry and all of a sudden the rain comes. So if you just keep doing the right thing, I'd say 9.9 times out of 10 is going to be fine. That is, that is very true. And to, and to add to that, we, we always say internally as a joke, we don't, we don't sell relationships. We don't sell real estate. We sell relationships. Totally is. Everything we do is relationship based, whether, whether you're an investor and you need somebody that understands and sees your vision or you're a buyer and you want to, you want somebody that understands what you're looking for. Yeah, um, I think that's the, to, to our best quality. We're not out here uh, for the dollar because we know the dollar is going to come at some point. Yeah, we're here for the relationship. We don't want to turn and burn it. We want to take care of you, and it's the, it's just the, the golden rule: treat people the way you don't want to be treated. It's true, and that's why we have such great client retention. Hundred percent true. Hundred percent true. Well, I think you know, Mikey. I think that was a nice, quick, down and dirty recap of relationships, and and we'll use the the language of uh, pick the right coach. Yeah. We talked about football. We talked about hurricanes. We talked about fishing. That's it in a nutshell. We may as well just go back to bed. Our day is done. Good night, baby. Good night, Mike. Mike, you have a good week. You too, buddy. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. 
The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of NAI FMA Realty. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. NAI FMA Realty disclaims any liability or responsibility for any individual's use or reliance on the information presented in this podcast.